Welcome to Fruit Snacks, a weekday podcast that covers big ideas about the Christian worldview in a bite-sized format. Hey everyone, today we're continuing our discussion of ancient Hebrew cosmology and last episode, our Monday episode, we discussed the heavens as a unique piece of the created order. Today we're going to discuss the earth and what the ancients would have understood the earth to be because there are differences between how we understand it today. And so I want to start by saying Uh, Because some of this is going to sound, frankly, quite odd to our modern ears, but it makes sense when you consider what they would have known and what they could have known at the time. So first of all, according to the Israelites, the earth would not have been thought of as a planet. And that's, of course, because from their perspective, planets were way off in the heavens. They belonged to a different realm. So we're here on the earth. Planets are out there. They're up above. They represent the ruling uh, bodies, the luminaries that God gave authority over the, the passage of time and the seasons and the weather and things like that. And also uh, they represent the heavenly realm. And we're not in the heavenly realm. We're here on earth. So they wouldn't have considered Earth a planet. They couldn't have known that until much later when we started to discover these things through astronomy. Also, the Earth was not, from their perspective, round. They didn't consider the Earth to be a sphere. They would have thought of the Earth in terms of uh, being flat. And we see this illustrated in passages like Daniel chapter 4, verses 10 through 11, where in Daniel's Uh, vision and his interpretation of the vision rather he describes a great tree at the center of the earth which as it rises up it's so great that it is visible by the entire earth now obviously that would not be possible unless the earth was uh, flat so as to be on the same level plane where everyone on earth could look up and see this tree and in job 1 7 We also see this phrase where this Satan uh, character is talking about how he's been running to and fro uh, to the ends of the earth. And so the implication here is that the earth in all of its entirety is something that can be uh, traveled, something that can be walked back and forth. And the language that's used here, the to and the fro and to the ends of the earth is when you look at its usage within the Hebrew text and also other other uh, ancient texts, the implication is that it's a, a back and forth, it's an east to west kind of uh, idea. And so there is, by implication in the Old Testament, this idea that's just sort of down in there uh, assumed that the earth is flat. Now that doesn't mean necessarily that they would have conceived of the earth like a table, or a flat rectangle. Uh, And we see this because there are other uh, passages that give us a a little bit of a different perspective. And one question that might come up, you may even be thinking it now, is what about those passages like the one in Isaiah 40.22 that talks about how God sits above the circle of the earth? Doesn't that prove that 
the writers of the Old Testament thought that the earth was round, or at least that that's baked into the Old Testament and it stands up to our modern scientific understanding of cosmology today? Well, not necessarily. And I say that uh, not because I think that the Bible is any less trustworthy or that it is scientifically inaccurate. I'm simply saying that to say that I don't think that that is the point that the writers are trying to make. I think they're trying to say something else entirely. And so if we if we focus too much on how we can understand this in terms of our modern scientific understanding, I think we're going to miss their point. And so when we look at this word for circle that's used in Isaiah 40:22, we see that there are other occurrences of this same word, but here it's used to mean other things entirely. In Proverbs 8:27, it talks about God drawing a circle uh, around the deep. Well, that's not the earth. That's a different uh, piece of creation entirely, which we're going to get to uh, in the next couple episodes. In Job 22.14, it talks about God walking across the circle or the vault of the heavens, which is a different realm of creation. And uh, again, in Job 26.10, this word refers to the waters. So once again, with the sea and the deep and that Uh, realm of creation. So this idea of the circle of the earth is not really intended, I don't think, to describe the earth as a sphere or as a globe, rather more of a flat disk. And the idea here I want you to picture is a flat disk uh, would be the earth. And then in your mind, if you draw a circle around that flat disk so that there is a, a semicircle above that flat disk, which would represent the, the sort of heavenly dome, which is the firmament. That's the, the solid line that separates the upper heavens from the lower heavens. And then sort of this watery dome below, which represents the deep or the abyss, as it is sometimes called. So as soon as I say that, you may start to to picture this and go, so what does that mean? Does that mean the earth is just like a pancake sort of floating uh, over nothing, all right, over this big, deep, uh, bottomless pit, basically? And uh, more or less, yes, that's the idea. In fact, the ancients knew that the earth was solid because you could dig down into it and it was it was rock. And so they knew enough to know that if the earth is solid and it's over the deep, then there must be something to keep it from just sinking right into the abyss. And so some ancient Near Eastern people, uh, there's some evidence for this in Egyptian thought, they thought that the earth actually, despite being solid, was somehow buoyant. But what you find in the Old Testament, and actually a much more common explanation in ancient literature, is that the earth was actually held up by pillars that were coming up from the deep, from below. And we see this in passages like Job 38, verses 4 through 6, where God asks Job and talks about setting the foundations of the earth or placing the pillars in the deep. In Isaiah 24, 18 through 20, and 1 Samuel 2, 8, we see other examples about the foundation of the earth or these pillars. So the idea is you have a flat disk that is the earth, And underneath of it is basically bottomless, deep, dark ocean. And in there, God has fixed pillars 
that are would have to be enormous. But they they come up through there and they hold up the earth and they suspend it. And so this is the picture of the earth and its place within creation, which is, again, just very different than how we would conceive of it. But I want to touch on one more thing before we sign off, and that is that in the ancient thinking, beneath the earth's surface was the realm of the dead. Sometimes it's described as Sheol, or other places is Abaddon, which means the place of destruction. And we see a reference to this in Job 7, 7 through 10. And we also know from the Old Testament that this this realm of the dead had gates or bars, places like Psalm 107, 18, Isaiah 38, 10, and Job 17, 16 all talk about this. And the idea is that you could go maybe right up to these bars or these gates. You could come near to death. But once you passed through these gates, there really was no, no place of return. Once you went to this realm of the dead and into the earth, so to speak, there was, there was no coming back from that. And you would dwell there in darkness. Uh, Lamentations 3.6 talks about how the realm of the dead is just an existence in darkness. And Job 17.13 says something very similar. And obviously, we don't have the time here, but there are lots of implications to be drawn then from the significance of of the idea that Jesus died and was buried and went down into the dark depths of the realm of the dead and then returned because that was simply not done. That was unheard of at the time. And what all that meant theologically was very, very significant to these people. So uh, for today, we're going we're gonna to call it there. And I hope you'll join me as we dive into the sea and the abyss in the next couple episodes of Fruit Snacks. 